Podcast where the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. I say that because so many people are disingenuous, lying to you, giving you, you bills of goods. The SBC, but here, first baby podcast, where the uh, we're of- focused on being transparent and being authentic because then that makes us approachable and we get a lot more information so we can make more money, even more money on our wagers because we collaborate. The Chinese say the capitalists cannot collaborate. That's why cop, uh, capitalism fails, but we disagree with that. And sports betting is a way to show that capitalism does work and that we collaborate. We're not uh, over competitive, but we look through things from the lens of a business person. I have an MBA, I have financial services uh, licenses, I have clients that uh, worth 50 million and above. So I can't just turn my brain off when I'm watching football. I have to use, I have to look through it, look at football through the lens of finance and the lens of making good business decisions. And when you're poor to middle class, you have to make business decisions without having all of the information. And sports betting is like that. You have to use the information you have and you have to get it right 80% of the time. 52.5% is break-even. So every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. So it gave you one of the purposes. Uh, Another purpose is that this is a a complete podcast. We have a narrative. uh, True crime, right? The NFL is written with crime, corruption, manipulation, and we have to sift through all that, just like real life, in order to make a profit every week. So what are the results? 32 straight weeks of profit. So profit for one week builds up on the next, the next, the next. If you listen to the podcast for the last three years, we have 1,500% ROI. What does 1,500% ROI mean? It means you have 15 times more money than when you started. Uh listening to the podcast and using business and financial processes, decision science, probability theory, uh, arbitrage, return to the mean. And we explained to those in detail. You can click on the episode notes, the top 10 rules of betting uh, and other links I have on there. I even have a link. I put a link to the sponge docs and tarpon springs. You said Florida. You said, Josh, what does that have to do with anything? That's where the Spanos family comes from. That's why their trust doesn't have any money, right? The, the, the sister soon. And since the trust doesn't have any money, well, why are they going to pay for backups, right? That's why they're going to have games like they had last week against Houston. So another business maxim is that 
that if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So we got two guys here who are tougher and smarter than I am. And they've helped me this year navigate the craziness of the season. It's, it's been insane. We should be at 20%. We're above 60%. Uh, if, as luck would have it, uh, the first two years of the podcast, we were 64 65%. We're a little below that, but we can catch up the next two weeks. And even if we don't, we were still making the same amount of money by being consistent, not having, because you can't divide by zero, right? That's why parlays are always a problem because you get hit a zero and you lose money. And we're Warren Buffett podcast. We do not lose money. So we'll go to, we got diversity too. You can listen to the other. I'll put a link about diversity in there. Uh, we're explaining that the real definition of diversity. We got regional diversity and age diversity here. Scott, just as old as I am, but Chad is a lot younger. Uh, so we go Scott, then Chad. First words as we get into this week. I didn't know how old I was. Just look at my beard. That'll tell you. White hairs all over the place. Um, you know, 32 straight weeks of profit. It's been great. It's been great. Every week this year, we've, we've made profit for people. Um, hopefully, like we keep saying, listen to the Hawthorne Effect. That's a really important podcast to set us up with for Wednesday night. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking to hit 70%. Uh, these are one of these next two weeks to uh, to get to get up above the 65% threshold that, that we'd like to get up above. So those are my yeah. first words. Yeah, we had that the first two years. Uh, but this year's been so nuts and still nuts with. Yeah. Because we are, we've been like to. Uh, the, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle they are, Republican or Democrat or independent. Uh, both sides were talking about herd immunity. And I said to myself, I don't know about this as much as these people know, but how can you have herd immunity if Africa or these places are so behind, right? And now they're saying that now, oh, that you're going to have COVID forever. There's, there's variants because there's no way to get herd immunity. Ah, why don't you say that from the beginning? Yeah. Or is there any accountability for talking about herd immunity in the beginning? But we hold ourselves accountable and more transparent than everybody else. All these picks are on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen to him. First word, Sam. Yeah, so, um, man, last two weeks of the season here, um, just trying to wrap up an awesome season. And uh, just, you know, I was talking with you guys before, um, before we came on, just a lot of a lot of insight and a lot of stuff going on these last two weeks um, yeah. as teams kind of relax for their playoff spot or, um, you know, are trying to make the playoffs. Uh, so a lot, a lot of few new things to consider these last two weeks. So uh, I'm excited to start breaking these games down with you guys. Yeah, and I, I was listening to the uh, the Hawthorne effect, and it's just a lot of information. That's why you don't have to go to Action Sports, pay them three hundred dollars, or pay people for picks. We teach you how to pick the games, even how to pick a house, how to pick a stock. Number two rule of uh, Betting besides uh, don't overestimate your decisions by betting on your own team is do your research. And how do you do your research? Uh, best way to do your research is if you know somebody around the country, family, who's really into their team, ask them about their team. 
They'll tell you a lot, man. They're fans. They're fanatics for a reason. They'll tell you a lot about their team that you can use. Go to the Twitter handle of the beat writers. You can go on and on and on doing research uh, that's relevant. It's kind of different than when you hear on TV. This is to monetize the game. Highest and best use of your time. And then you say, how can you go 32 weeks in a row? Nobody does that. It's because we use what uh, passes the bar exam or what I had to take for an MBA, the GRE, uh, pattern recognition. These guys have the same game plan all the time. You're like, Josh, what are you talking about? Let's look, and it's really relevant to the games we're going to get into. Uh, I kind of felt doing uh, my research. Uh, the 2004 Super Bowl. Actually, it was the 2005. But the 2004 year. And these guys don't change, right? Because it was the theme, why we lost money. I lost money last week. You know, I lost money in the NBA playoffs knowing what was going on but not acting upon it, right? Uh, times have changed. But some people are in positions of power want to keep things the same. And they can for a while, longer than we can, just regular guys in society, right? So when you talk about being a control freak, uh, Andy Reid, he's now in Kansas City. In 2004, he was the executive vice president of football operations for the Eagles, on top of being the head coach and the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Because we know now, we look at hindsight, Martin Warren, Martin Warren wasn't doing anything. Because when he got to be by himself, his teams were a complete disaster. There were nothing close to what you saw with yep. Kansas City. Yep. Then you have Jason Light, right? More things change, more to stay the same. So you have to mitigate when you're placing these bets. Uh, Jason Light, he's one of the few that's worked for both Belichick and Andrew Reid. Uh, he's now the general manager of Tampa Bay. And the reason he got Tom Brady at Tampa Bay because he had his phone number. He said that's the only reason he got him because nobody can, who gets Tom Brady's phone number? He got it because he used to work for the Patriots. Uh, linebackers coach Steve Spagnuolo, right? He won two Super Bowls as defensive coordinator for Tom Coughlin with the Giants. Remember, they had a defensive line with a guy who's on Good Morning America, Strahan. Yep. Yep. And it's a mean comment, right? But, the, you know, I had one guy on the podcast last year or whatever say that. Not, I won't say it. <laughs> uh, Sean McDermott, safety's coach. He's the head coach of your Buffalo Bills. Look at who your special teams coordinator is. John Hawa by the Football Mafia. Harvaz. Yep. Right. Small world. Willie Taggart from USF, current coach of Florida Atlantic, was recruited by Jim Harbaugh to go to Western Kentucky to win the national championship with Daddy Harbaugh. Quarterbacks coach Pat Shermer, former head coach of the New York Giants, right? Mm -hmm. You hear the theme. And your current Offensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos, David Culley, currently your head coach of your Houston Texans. 
Eric Triggerman, I think he works in the uh, front office now for Belichick. Yeah, so you, you look at that and then you uh, look at who they played. The final score of this game was 20 to 17, right? Where, again, waiting for other people to make mistakes. That's what Andy Reid does in non playoff games. So that's why we're going to monetize his games this week for the rest of the season. Uh, Thomas Dimitrov, he is the. Um, the general manager for the Atlanta Falcons. Scott Pioli, he's out of the league. He, but he went to actually he went to Kansas City of all places. Uh, office corner, Charlie Weiss went out to coach Notre Dame. Charlie Weiss Jr. is the office trainer for your USF Bulls. With Chad put money on him this year because I can. Quarterbacks coaches Josh McDaniels. Uh, his dad's his friends with Cheat. He'll probably be the next coach there, right? Yep. yep. Look who your wide receivers coach is. Brian Debaugh. He's the offensive coordinator for your Buffalo Bills. He knew that Belichick's defense, because he went against it in practice, does not account for the quarterback. So that's why he knew those 10 design plays were going to work last week. DPs. He is currently the defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Long time defensive coordinator for who? Jim Harbaugh. Very incestuous family. They have Eric Mangenius, who started Spygate because he worked and knew all the ways Bill uh, Cheat cheated, but knocked him out, man. He snitched him out. Now nobody wants to talk to him. Now let me ask you a question, Scott. Who was the coffee boy on this team? Uh, that would be one Matt Patricia. Do you want cream and sugar in that, or do you want just cream? Yeah, people are arguing that the reason we're down 65 to 60 is because we're not paying against Mark Patricia at Freddie Kitchens every weekend. That puts your average up. <laughs> so as we go along, going through the games, this is the, the theme you'll see, but the strategy. And Josh, look at, look at Patricia's. Uh, title on that team right and look where he ended up as defensive coordinator and head coach so right uh, he's he's run the gamut in, in the patriot organization for everything so right but he's not head of analytics like he had analytics so wrong last year so we'll get all the game no thursday night game every game's on sunday before you start Thank you to Jason for doing this for us. You know, we're oh yeah, yeah. Today. I was about to mention that. Jason is giving us more credibility as an independent verification source. Yep. Now make sure to be clear. Uh, cheap second-hand teams. You've got them. Florida teams at home. Colts, Jets, Giants, Lions, Browns. I think you can even throw the Chargers down. The Chargers are very depleted. Mm -hmm. uh, Philadelphia going to Washington Redskins, who did not cover a double-digit dog. They gave up 56 points to the Cowboys as they clinched the division. Uh, the over-under is 45 now. Uh, it's going to be a close game. 
because it has to be close division game, kind of like Minnesota Chicago was. Uh, I think Henneke will have uh, a return to the mean. I thought he was going to play better against Dallas. I mean, it was you got to look at the mental aspect of it. Uh, they come out against Dallas. Defense looks strong. They shut down Dallas. They get the ball. And they did a college maneuver that doesn't work in the pros. They said, we're going to go after your best corner. So they go after the best corner. What do you do? He intercepts the ball like he does because he's an all-pro. And boom, your, your, your defense is back out on the field. Boom, you killed momentum for yourself. So bad move by Ron Rivera. Um, again, overestimating his receiver and his quarterback and killing his team's momentum because they have to uh, stay on the field to protect their defense that's depleted with COVID and injuries. But at home, in the holidays, Washington, uh, Philadelphia runs the ball a lot. They're not trying to be uh, world beaters. They have a young quarterback. It's just situational, right? Situational and out. So I like Washington plus four. Under 46. What do you think, Scott? Over 45. Got to buy the point, get it to the key number. Yeah, so I'm going to go the over on this for sure. Um, I think both teams are going to score in the 20s. Um, I like Philadelphia actually in this game because they're going for a playoff spot, number one. Number two, Washington is going to play rotating quarterbacks at, at some point in this game. Heineke starting, but um, their backup is going to play, probably play according to Ron Rivera at some point. So that leads me to believe they're not, they're not happy at all with Heineke and what, what he's put out there. Um, it's not a bad quarterback, not a really a bad quarterback, but Against Dallas, he just it was one of those games where they just got buzzsawed in every every aspect. Um, watch the Gibson injury as well. Um, I, my feeling is they'll they may shut him down for the rest of the year um, with his toe and his shin, and and now he's got a, a hip or something too. So, uh, but I, I think Philadelphia is gonna gonna put Slay on McLaurin, and that's gonna take him out of the game. And I don't think that they have confidence in any other pass catcher on that team. McKissick's out for the year. Um, so I think Philadelphia has got some extra momentum here. I think they're going for the playoffs. They beat the Giants handily last game. Um, you know, they beat Washington last time they played them, you know, get down 10, nothing and, and then put a, put a second half beating on them. So I'm going to take Philadelphia in this game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it, it's going to be between a four and a six point spread. Uh, but I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take Philly here. I just think that their playoff playoff uh, lives rest on this game, and I think they'll get it done. So, are you taking the money line, or are you taking the just just four? Philadelphia? No money line, no money line. Minus, Philadelphia minus four. Yep. And you're saying going over forty five? Yeah, it's, it's going over. It's going over. It's going to be one of those. Um, I think the score is going to be pretty similar to the last game, which is, which is I think was 27-20 or something like that. It's going to be in that ballpark. So uh, that's my thinking on that game. All right. All right, Break the tie. What uh, You guys agree on the over, right? Yes. Yeah, we agree on the over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you guys there. I think this one's definitely going to squeak over the, uh, the 45. Um, I think it'll be similar to the last time they played late 
late score will get this one over. Um, and then, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go with with uh, with the Eagles here. Um, I, I I think they're they're just a team going for the playoffs in this one. Um, I really like what what they did offensively last week. I think they'll be able to score just enough uh, to win this game uh, in in a close game. Um, I'm getting I'm seeing minus three right now that I can get the Eagles at. So I'm gonna try to um, try to get them at minus two and a half under that key number. But I, I I like the Eagles to win this one by a field goal. So I'm going. I'm going Eagles minus two and a half and, and um, over the 45. Yeah, I see three as well. Now that I just looked at it. So. All right. So, so we'll that go. Bags come down. People love the consensus picks. And with all the madness, I think consensus picks are good. Uh, Philadelphia minus three over 45. If you want to get it off the key number, you don't want to die by a half a point. Death by half a point. The Rams fly again across the country to Baltimore. Baltimore's coming off a, a loss. Against Cincinnati. Uh, I forgot to mention a hot I needed to do more research on that because uh, the defensive coordinator for Baltimore gave bulletin board material to Burrow and Chase. Kind of woke him up a little bit. Uh, the Rams air raid, Stafford threw three interceptions. Uh, the air raid, what you do with the air raid is run a 4-2-5 defense. Uh, you rush three, drop eight, and sometimes you do a stone blitz to kind of mix it up. I haven't seen the air raid beat that defense. Some coaches are stubborn. They won't run it. Uh, I think Baltimore's going to do that. Uh, the Rams' defensive line are not going to be able to travel two weeks in a row. Darnold, Floyd, all those guys in company, uh, just not going to have the physical stamina, and I don't think they're going to ask her for that. I think they want to rest uh, and come back next week as Arizona's in a, on a downfall. So I still think the Rams will win the game. It's interesting I cover – Plus four against uh, who we just saw, right? We saw it in the graphic. We'll go back to that graphic. Maybe. Let me pull it back up. But uh, John Harbaugh. Hey, Lamar Lamar Jackson's expected to play this week, right? Yeah, he practiced on a limited basis today, but they're trying to get him back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Either Lamar or Huntley probably is going to start this game for them. Got you. Okay, they got them both back. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't think it matters because of the offense. Uh, Josh Johnson actually looked better than either of them. He just needed to not turn the ball over. I actually would not I would not want to see Lamar play, uh, Lamar Jackson play. I actually would want to see one of the other two play because I, I think their passing game is a lot better with, with one of those other two. It really is. Yeah. It really, it really is. It's, yeah. And there's no, like, key – it's a body language too. Mm-hmm. He uh, depressed, lack of a better word, and, and it's too uh, anxious and insecure about reading defenses. That just doesn't give people a good vibe. Uh, so I'm going Baltimore plus four. Usually this would be a game that would go under, 
2019, maybe in 2022 when things get back to normal. But COVID and lack of uh, like a conditioning, right? Uh, games like this are going over. But Baltimore plus four at home. It's funny, both these games are going to be right up there in Northern Virginia, uh, one of the more wealthiest parts of the United States. Two home games going on at the same time, local teams, uh, and the same line each uh, as dogs. So I'm going to take Baltimore plus four over 46. What do you think, Scott and Chad? So I'm with you on the over. I think it's going over. I'm going to wait until the Sunday morning live stream on this because if Lamar's playing, I'm more inclined to take the Rams in this game. If Lamar doesn't play, I'm more inclined to take the Ravens in this game. So I'm going to, I'm going to wait for that. Um, I think the Rams are going for the two seed. So I, I think they, they really need to win this game. They need to win out basically is, is what they need to do to, to maybe get the two seed um, Dallas, who knows what they're going to do in week 18, but, you know, they have Arizona. Arizona's in a free fall. We're going to talk about that game soon. Um, but I'm going to wait till Sunday on the on the side on this. But I'm going to take the over. I agree with you on the over on this. I think it's going to be one of the highest scoring games of the week. Could go over 50 for sure. So. All right. So yep. I'm with the uh, kickoff, we'll do a live stream to update yep. them on, the, on all the – because there's nine games. Games that we're saying, because really there's four times you bet, right? Right when the line comes out, you say, oh, I got to take the throw away. Sunday night. Then during the week, might bet something, bet something tonight, Wednesday. And then a half hour before kickoff. Especially now, this time of year, there's been huge line swings. I also think if Lamar's playing, the spread's going to get a lot closer. That That's my feeling on this, that it's going to go. So, Scott, so are you liking Huntley is, is what you're saying? You're – you, Huntley swings you more to the Ravens, where Lamar swings you more to the Rams. Yeah, Huntley or Johnson swings you more to the Ravens because I think their passing game is a lot better than um, than it is with Lamar. I think Lamar's playing; his ankle's not a hundred percent. He's not going to be able to scramble, and he's going to just be a pocket passer. And, and Lamar—that's not Lamar's game at all. So I, I'm mm-hmm. going to wait and see if Lamar is in before I before I decide which which way I go on this. But the overs, yeah. the overs is going to hit. I think the overs going. So. Yeah, I definitely think, yeah, an underplay here would be living in the past. I like the over here a lot. Yeah. I think this one's going to sneak over. Um, and then I'm going to I'm going to agree with, with Josh here. I think I like the Ravens here um, at home getting four points. Uh, I think they can keep this one close. Um, you know, they're battling for a playoff spot. You know, it's almost an elimination game for the Ravens at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So an elimination game at home, uh, John Harbaugh getting four points. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Josh there. So I'm gonna go Ravens plus four over 46 and a half. Right on. So that's that, that's your consensus. Reagan, uh, Ravens plus four over 46. But we'll report on that line 30 minutes before kickoff. Uh, see see what kind of a, a swing it has. All right. Tampa Bay and the New York Jets. Now, this is a line definitely. I'm going to wait a half hour before kickoff. It's plus 13 right now. Uh, Arians, he has won 
Yeah, three Super Bowls. Two as the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh Steelers with Tom. And one last year with Tom Brady at home, right? Erie, Stafford can win a Super Bowl at home. How Tampa Bay got in there as a wild card. Won three straight games. Tom Brady, quarterback, they win the Super Bowl. Uh, it's a plus 13 now. New York's the biggest t- television market. Uh, I expect it to go over the key number 14. And these are one of two lines they're going to be at, like, plus 21. Kind of what happened with Houston last week. With those LA numbers and people came in and really blasted that Houston line while pull it up. So I'm going to wait till about a half hour before kickoff. And bet the Jets, because I think this game, uh, what Arians wants to do is keep everybody healthy, which means run it to death, uh, move it down the field, then pin the Jets deep. The Jets cannot score or run the ball. So Tampa Bay and, and Tom Brady is an expert at this. Because uh, Belichick used to make him do this. Uh, they don't. They, they need maybe 17 points to win the game. Because uh, this kid is not going to be able to do anything against his own blitz. Todd Bowles, young quarterback, is Bernard defensive coordinator. So I think Tampa Bay can win this game 17 to seven. Right, and that's a boom, 10 points. And that seven being. Uh, the last four minutes of the game against third Tampa Bay third stringers, which Tampa Bay does that. Some teams don't completely empty the bench or use their practice squad. Tampa Bay does. Uh, Tampa Bay, the owners are spending more money recently because uh, they got chastised as being the owners of Manchester United for being cheapo. So now they don't want to live to that reputation. Because those fans really out of it, took pictures at the mansions and say, hey, you don't want to pay for our players. And it's translated to Jason Light, who we saw, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I like Jets, whatever balloons do on Sunday, under 46 points. Because strategically, uh, Arians wants to keep his guys healthy. And whenever there's injuries on the wide receivers of the Bucks, I would say Scotty Miller in the over. <laughs> Scotty Miller in the over of receiving yards. He, he dropped the bomb last week, so he probably will catch it this week. Get that over. What do you think, Scott, in the chat? I'm going to attack this game in a, in a way that, that people may not attack it. And here it is. Tampa's the four seed in the playoffs right now. Arizona's the five seed. Arizona's on a complete free fall right now. They're playing at Dallas. If Arizona loses that game and the Rams win, Arizona cannot get more than the five seed. Tampa would be totally comfortable in the position they're in right now because they would host Arizona. They win that game. They would go to Green Bay. What happened last year when they went to Green Bay? They won. So Brady and Arians are totally comfortable in that position. So what I see here is a game that's going to be extra vanilla for them, run the ball, throw to Antonio Brown some, get out of New York with the win. This point spread's going up. I'm agreeing with you. I'm taking the Jets, and I'm taking the under, because I don't think Tampa's going to need to score more than 17 points to pull this game out. That's my thinking on this. 
I just think Tampa with last week's win will say, we're going to New York with a better team. Let's run the ball a lot. Let's throw the ball when we need to. Brady may only throw 20, 25 passes a game. In fact, if, they, if they're up by three touchdowns going in the fourth quarter, they may pull them because they know they have the game under wraps and the Jets will come back and cover. This game is going up point spread. It's going to be 17 probably at kickoff at least. So I like the Jets and I like the under in this, in this spot. I just think Tampa is going to stay right where they are. Number four seed, take on Arizona in the first round probably and be comfortable with it. So that that's where I'm attacking this game. So. I 100% agree. What, what do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm with you guys here 100%. I think you guys are geniuses, and you guys nailed this game. We're not uh, geniuses. We're just <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> Being so, genius. Uh, I'm a genius. No, right? but we saw, we saw Tampa Bay style last week, the same style that led to the under last <laughs> week with the Panther right. game. We're going to see that same style this week. Um you know, so I, I love that underplay here. And, yeah, this line's going to balloon up, and, and Tampa Bay is not worried about covering it at all. So, totally with you guys here. Jets on the balloon line and, and, and the under all day. So, so I would actually wait because this line's not going down. It's going right. up. Going so, down. wait until Sunday morning and then bet it because it's going up. It's going up. Uh, the over-under I would take now because that probably might – that might even go down a point. But this point spread's going up for sure, so. Especially if, let's say, the sportsbooks close because of Omnicron and people are betting on their apps, either or, or people are going straight to Foxwoods or whatever. But it's interesting because I was thinking about that. Eric Mangenius, you know, he goes to the Jets and he has a great year. And they called him Eric Mangenius because he was doing, you know, more with less with nothing. And then the next year he goes uh, 3 and 13. <laughs> right, and he went from man genius to man nothing. So things can go down quick. That's why Hawthorne effect. It's so important. And uh, I'm also on the Jets um, team total under. It's at. Uh, let me look at it real quick. Their team projected total right now is at 19 that I see right now. So I would go the under on that one as well. Yeah, I mean, the only time I seen to go over was when they were doing those double passes. Yep. Agreed. So I and, would... Uh, and two uh, double pass trick play for a score, and then two through a pick six. That's, that's what Cassie 24. Uh, speaking of two... Plus 3.5 against Tennessee, Brable. So Brable won three Super Bowls as a linebacker for Belichick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, you guys are genius. How, how, do you, how do you get better record than everybody? Because it's the same game over and over and over again. Brable was the same defense as Belichick, as Harbaugh, right? As a lot of these guys you'll see. Uh, McDermott here here on the on the board. So it's really been the same game, seen this movie before, right? Uh, so Tennessee minus three is going to be under 40 points. Uh, again, veteran defensive coordinator type, Rabel really. I've noticing him on the sidelines, you can tell. He's just been watching some film, staying at the office, 
not sleeping, and I've seen him a little bit more. I'm, I'm worried about his high blood pressure because I've seen him a little bit more demonstrative on the sideline than usual. You can tell he hasn't slept. You know, uh, Miami's office has been horrible all year. Uh, we saw it on Monday night. Uh, their offense kept the Saints in the game. It was just that Ian Book was so horrible. Uh, I expect him to get blown out, but blown out and uh, kind of, you remember that, Scott, the Hoya paranoia, where yep. you're, you're down by five, or really you're down by 30. You can score. Yeah. Um, Thompson, Alonzo Mourning, and uh, Allen Iverson. And, uh, totally. So it's going to be a slow down game. Tannehill, 17 to three, Tennessee over Miami. Uh, Mike Brevel special. With these, again, remember that Super Bowl 2004? I think Brevel was probably playing as a linebacker there. Yeah, he was. He caught a touchdown pass in that game, I remember. Right. So he, he right, was playing right. Right. So he wants to win that way, 20 to 17. In this case, it's going to be 20 to three. Two, it might be 24 to three because two of my throw a pick six. You're going to, you know. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball at all on Tennessee. And Chad Nolan's friend, right, Elijah Bolden, right, who he worked out with, who's in that secondary. Well, Scott, we'll go with Scott and Chad. I'm total 100% agreement with you. I think uh, Miami's won seven games in a row, but they haven't played, didn't played anybody right. at all. Um, so the Ryan Tannehill, revenge game. From for the Titans against Miami, right? Um, he's going to want to play extra, extra well against Titans. This this totally has a Titans game written all over it. Low scoring, win the game, get out. If they win this game, they clinch the AFC South, which is exactly what they want to do before the last game of the year. Um, so I see Tennessee winning a, a extremely low scoring game. I don't think Miami's going to score an offensive touchdown. Uh, I look for a 17, three, 20 to 20 to seven type of game um, in favor of Tennessee. I think Tennessee is going to run the ball out of, out of the, you know, run the ball completely over Miami. And I think AJ Brown's going to catch some passes down the red zone, score a touchdown. So um, I love Tennessee in the spot at home, Ryan Tannehill revenge game. He's going to want to play extra, extra well against his former team. Show them they gave up on him too soon. Um, and I love the under. I love the under. Tennessee plays the under games for the, right. for the most part. So big time. Yep. What do you think, Chad? Yep. Um, totally with you guys here. Um, I mean, the Dolphins haven't played anyone. They've won seven straight. Um, their offense looked pretty pretty poor against them. I mean, the Saints have a great defense. Um, you know, had a defensive touchdown that really helped them out. Um. Yeah, and I and I, I think this one will come under too. Um, I like Bravo. I mean, I think he's a really good coach here, and uh, you know he'll he'll get it done. Um, Scott, did you say you're looking at the uh, the Dolphins team total under? Yeah, I'm gonna go Dolphins team total under. I I think they'll they'll they won't crack double figures. So yeah, I like that what, as well. And what is it? Is it over twenty one? Uh, it is. I was just looking at it. It's at 18 right now, so it's just okay. about a 20. They're not going to even come close to that. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys there. Um, I like I like those picks a lot. So Dolphins uh, or not Dolphins, Titans at home with the taking the points. 
Um, and then, then under the 40. Right. It, it's just a solid play, right? Styles make fights. It's a solid play they have. And you don't have to be a genius <laughs> to, to figure it out. These guys just don't like changing, right? I remember reading uh, Live Forever or Win Forever by Pete Carroll. And he says, I'm never going to change. This is a defense, Monty Kiffin, right? Who we get lame kicking, lame Kiffin, the head coach of Ole Miss. And his daughter married Joe Barry, defensive coordinator for your Green Bay Packers. <laughs> so, going around, let's think of the same people over and over again, doing the same thing, not wanting to change. But COVID's been changed a little bit. But it, in this case, it's turned more into control freaks where everything's going to be controlled and under wraps and try to keep this as secret as possible. Because remember, Eric Mangini, he's the one that started the whole Belichick thing, uh, snitching him to the league. And then Belichick kept doing it up until two Super Bowls, two years later, doing the same thing. And uh, Goodell really never did anything. He Goodell sanctioned Belichick more for uh, deflate gate that he did for stealing uh, the game plans and films of other teams. So that's where your selective prosecution comes in. Belichick's going to control the game against Jacksonville. And it's going to be like that Buffalo game where uh, Max Jones only threw the ball like three times and they ran it, ran it, ran it. over Isaiah Wynn, their left tackle from University of Georgia. Uh, definitely going under 42. Bet that now. Uh, and you could, what I'll do here, since this year's been crazy, I'm going to go New, New England minus 15. Under 42. And then I'm going to wait for it when it balloons to. If it gets past that key number of 21, which I've seen it happen. I've seen this, I've seen this movie before. This movie starts at 15 and gets past 21, 22. Then I'm going the other way. Uh, Jacksonville. Uh, I'll tell you a half hour before uh, kickoff. If it goes past 24, which I've seen that happen. Uh, that's another key number. So I could be, I could, I could be uh, New England, uh, Almost like a bo- I've seen this happen in bowl games. We bet something early in a bowl game and it swings 10 points for an irrelevant reason. If it gets to, you know, New England plus 24 because Portnoy says, hey, I, I put a million dollars on New England. Uh, and then a million people put money on New England. It goes plus 25. Then I'm going to go plus 25 Jacksonville. But the under uh, 42 is constant. Jacksonville's not going to score in this game. Jacksonville hasn't really scored more than 14 points. But a team with a better quarterback like the Raiders, the Raiders have only scored over 17 points like twice this year. It's just, I think it's COVID. I think it's control freaks. And they think, oh, you're missing practice. So let's keep things as simple as possible. Let's make this a battle of attrition. We can get in better shape than the other team. So let's make this a battle of attrition. Uh, he shouldn't be out there. The backup quarterback should be in. The better should play. But Jacksonville's been ride or die with uh, Trevor Lawrence, who should not be out there playing. So they're not going to score any points at all. If you can put money on a shutout, 
maybe we could do it. I just think New England doesn't want to score more than 10 to 17 points. They don't want to put on film what they're going to do on offense. With Mac Jones, who can only do so much because he's a he's a, a rookie quarterback. What do you think, Scott? You're your New England Patriots expert. Bet it now. Bet it now. If you if you can get it, get to, to do, bet it. I would do it now. Um, I agree with you 100. percent Belichick Belichick against rookie quarterbacks is is pretty much perfect. Yeah, he never he, lost against a rookie quarterback. Right. This is Trevor Lawrence, rookie quarterback, number one pick. Ian Book was way over his head Monday night. Here's another one. Trevor Lawrence going to be way over his head. I think Belichick. This could be a Buffalo Bills game plan where the Patriots don't throw more than ten times um, Sunday. I think they can run the heck out of the ball. I think Damian Harris is going to have another strong game. I agree with you on the hundred uh, percent with this game plan. I don't think Belichick wants to score more than twenty points, twenty-four at the most if he's got to. Um, I don't think Jacksonville is going to score. If they score, it's going to be a, a garbage time touchdown. Right, um, which could be in the second quarter because it came right. out of reach. Um, so there's not much analysis you could do on this game. The only thing I could say is the Patriots are going to win this game going away. They're going to clinch their playoff spot. Again, another coach and team that is really happy where they are seated right now in the playoff race, the sixth seed. They were, As it stands right now, they would go to Cincinnati, a very young team, and then they would take on Vrabel, who they already beat once before. So they are perfectly happy winning this game, very vanilla, running the ball like crazy, getting out of the game with a 24-3, 24-nothing win, and going on to Miami in the last week and, and basically seeing where it falls. So I'm a 1,000% agreeing with you, Josh. This is, that's the perfect game plan. Um, Patriots, bet it now. Take the under. What do you think, uh, Chad? Yep. Um, with you guys here. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I actually was listening to Scott. I just bet the Patriots. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to uh, get ahead of that line now. Patriots 15. Um, if it balloons up, you know, 2021, like Josh is saying, you really got to take a look at, at playing the middle there um, and going back with the, with the, with the Jaguars. And then, yeah, I think, um, that the Patriots defense is going to really be able to, to stop, to shut the Jaguars down. You'll see a steady dose of, of the run game from the Patriots. Uh, so I like this one to go under a lot. And I, I also think the Jaguars team total under looks pretty good as well. Yeah. And, and do not bet the money line on this game. It's minus 1200 right now. Don't right. bet the money line. Stay off of that. Just bet the side and bet the over under and the Jaguars team total. Cause it's definitely going way under. So. Yeah, yeah, you don't make any money on that. What you want to do is look for a plus 230, plus 250 on a team that you think will pull an upset. Yep. One such case is this one right here, uh, Las Vegas going to Indianapolis. Remember what I said about the Colts, right? We've made money almost every single second half Colts. They do not pay for backups. Uh, And I don't think he did it on purpose. He probably did it out of desperation. But Wright killed the confidence of his backup, uh, saying he's looking for people off the street to play quarterback because they did not pay to have a good backup quarterback. Wentz has been playing hurt all year. He, his leg has been super wrapped. His ankle, he shouldn't have been out there. 
but they don't have any backups. The, the season would have been over. Uh, so that that that's not good. The Raiders have a legitimately good defense. They have a great defensive coordinator who knows how to do more with less, Mr. Bradley. Uh, the Raiders, I'm going to check this right here. Check their uh, under to the under. Because I know uh, Denver now, they're 12 and 3 to the under. Uh, the Raiders, I know, have only scored over 17 points uh, like twice this year. Uh, so Vegas is uh, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're eight to the under, but I guess it's in my head because they've gone under one, two, three, four the last six weeks. Uh, Cars hurt. He's not that good when he's not hurt. Mario is kind of a disaster. Mario should be in there, but he's going to be in there for the red zone because the Raiders have the lowest red zone percentage. And when I say that, I use Steve Spurrier's uh, philosophy. Steve Spurrier said that winners score touchdowns, losers kick field goals. Right? Uh, so I get the I get the Raiders. I get the Raiders at seven and eight uh, in the over unders. That's what I see. Right. But over the last three, uh, 15 17 against the Washington football team. Yep. Nine against Kansas City, scored nine points against Kansas. That went over. That's because Kansas City had a grudge. Yep. And, all, you know, they have all their plays for division games, right? Yep. Uh, 16 14 against the Browns without quarterback, Nick Mullins. And then 17 13 with Denver playing their backup. So I see the same thing, right? They get, how about guess, that? What, that? Three backup quarterbacks in a row the Raiders have played against. What is the total on this game? I'm not seeing one on my end. 42. 42? Yeah, that's going under. There's no way. I mean, there 40. is a way, you know, a puck block or something like that. So not like the Raiders. No. Plus eight. Give me the Raiders right now plus eight to buy the point. We had a lot of volume. So Raiders plus eight under – uh, under 45, actually. Open to 48, which is crazy. Bet it down, theoretically, to 44.5. I'll buy the half a point, make it 45. The Raiders... Plus, let me see if I can even do that. Let me see. Oh, actually, they're at six and a half. There's six and a half everywhere. Yeah, six and a half. That's what it's I'm saying. Crazy place that it has them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Six, six and a half. Yeah. Minus two at Superbook. See, Caesars, Caesars has it at seven and a half. I'm looking at it right now. So I would go Caesars, but let me see what I can do. Let me go to where I go. Most places to see what I can do. So I went to one place. I'm going there now. That's so is a total, total 45 or 42? 44 and a half is the total right now. 44 and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely under for sure. Yep. And most podcasts and stuff, they get paid just by showing up. We only get paid if we win. <laughs> if we don't win, we don't get paid. And then you have a ripple effect of either positivity or negativity. Um, so. Got distracted by all the college wins today. 
bounce back day. Uh, and Oklahoma's looking good. Oklahoma Sooners. So, one place I looked at. Game is out on the board. All right, let's see if Lovada has it. Good, Lovada. Lovada has. I mean, the Raiders played good in the second half, so definitely take the Raiders on the second half line. And I think Bovada took them off the board as well. I think it's a whole one's thing. Yeah, Bovada took him off the board. So if we can bet him somewhere, do so, because what's going to happen, I think we, we're actually reporting news here because... It's the Carson Wentz COVID thing. That's what's got it off the board right now. Right, so Superbook has him back at it, two and a half. So Lefty Rosenthal and the Lion Institute has a has a hookup with Sportsbook and William Hill that comes up with the lines, and they're telling you that when this comes back on the board without Carson Wentz, the Colts are still a two and a half point favorite, which I still think is wrong. I would bet the Raiders. I think the Raiders would be favorite because Carr's a veteran quarterback versus Brent Huntley. That's the backup for the Colts. No, it's going to be a Sam Ellinger. That's what <laughs> Sam said Ellinger. today. Sam yes. Ellinger. I like to, the reason I like Sam Ellinger is because he's as tall as I am. I'm five, six. <laughs> he's a NFL. He's a five-star. University of Texas. What do you think, Chad? We'll wait and see till Sunday, the half hour before kickoff. What do you think, uh, Scott? So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna see if Wentz is back in again. If Wentz is back in, that might lead me toward Indianapolis. Well, he's I not like vaccinated. That. That's the problem with him. Yeah, but the NFL has a new policy that if you have no symptoms, vaccinated or unvaccinated after five days, you can return. So that means that Wentz would be available to play Sunday, um, if that's the case. If that's the case, right. Yeah, so right now the spread is, it says six and a half, and then you saw two and a half. That's going to bounce back up to seven again if Wentz is playing. I like Indy in the game, so I'm going to bet Indy on the money line, but I'm going to take the Raiders with the points. So I'm going to go, I'm going to middle it. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Indianapolis on the money line, and I'm going to take the Raiders to cover the points. So that's, that's where I would go with this game. Because I think he's going to win it. I don't think they're going to cover the spread. 
with right. Wentz, without Wentz. Right. So, so Jason, who's following us on, uh, thank you so much because he really helps a lot. Yep, he uh, does. On the spreadsheet, and man, he's made some good money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has. Yeah, he, he made some good money listening, listening better than we do. Yeah, uh, I think the Raiders are going to win this game just because of the chaos with uh, Indianapolis. They're yeah, that mean yeah, that's going to change on Sunday if if we find out Wentz is. We'll know Saturday if Wentz is in and out. But um, you know, as of right now, as we sit here, that's where I'm going. But Sunday on the live stream, a half hour, yeah. it could it could all change depending. Yeah, I, I like the Raiders on the uh, on the money line, and like the Raiders second half. But I'm going to cover my ass right and go Raiders plus seven. Definitely going under. Because if this becomes a special teams game, that's what Bichasha's good. He's a special teams coach, right? And if well, it's, if it's if it's Ellinger, you know what the Colts are doing. Jonathan Taylor left, Jonathan Taylor right, Jonathan Taylor middle. And They're plus, running the ball. Ellinger can run. Yeah, oh, Ellinger can run. I agree. I agree. Ellinger can run. So you get to see plus one. That, I mean, that's going to be the difference. Because the Raiders are good against the run. They just can't be on the field all day. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be it. And uh, Indianapolis has a good starting defense. But once they start getting tired, yep. all bets are off. Exactly. Leaders can hold the ball for a while. Uh, you know, definitely under. And the Raiders can kick a 70-yard field goal <laughs> just to, to sneak off with a win. What do you think, Chad? Um, yeah, I mean, I – I agree with you guys. I, I agree with you on the Raiders here. I, I, I'm with you, Josh. I like the Raiders to win this game. So if Wentz is starting, uh, you know that plus sevens there for the for the Raiders, um, that's that's what I'm looking at in this game. Um, that Raiders plus seven, and then um, you know on the total, you know if Carson Wentz does start, I may take a look at the over um, in this one. But I think with Ellinger, I definitely think this one will go under. Um, I think it'll, you know, just the game plan will be will be very different. Uh, the game style will be very different, and uh, the Raiders' approach will be different. So, um, I'm I'm gonna look, really look at seeing who's gonna be starting a quarterback in this game um, to make my final pick on the on the total here. Well, controlling the clock, keeping your tired defense off the field. The last three in Annapolis games have gone under, and then the yeah, Raiders- and I will. I will tell you in in my other world, which is fantasy, the Raiders give up boatloads of yards on the ground. So I think that's right. the way Andy's going to attack it, no right. matter who's in. So that's why they're in clock. Yeah, they're in the clock. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then the last three out of four games for the Raiders to run over. Now the the it's not that they can't score; it's that they're playing again complementary football. Yeah, right. Yeah. The Bill Bill she talks about, and it's protecting your defense. Keeping uh, possessions to save their legs, right? To keep your defense fresh for the fourth quarter. So that's why I think the uh, under is probably an eighty percent probability. Because no such thing as lock is eighty percent probability based on our perception, our education, experience using math in this particular case. Yeah. So both teams are Raiders are three out of four to the under. In Indianapolis, this is the last three games to the under. So that's uh, seven and one to the under. 
All right, so that's a consensus pick, right? The under, uh, wait till 30 minutes for kickoff, under 45, and Vegas plus seven. Scott has the Colts on the money line. And what's your pick, Chad? Uh, Vegas plus seven. Vegas plus seven. So that's your consensus pick is – I think, we're unanimous. I think we're unanimous in it because I like Vegas plus seven, too. But you like, okay, so you know. Yeah, I like the Colts on to win the game, but I like the Raiders to keep it close. So. All right. Andy Reid from the Andy Reid coaching mafia family. He's the head of the family. He's the executive vice president of Kansas City Chiefs. He is the head of scouting. He is the head of player personnel. He does have a salary cap guy. He probably gives him his two cents. He's also the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's also the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. And he's co-quarterback coach. <laughs> and probably assistant offensive line coach. Uh, minus five at Cincinnati. Over under 50. Uh, LaFleur coach for him. <laughs> So this is, uh, you know, one of those. You got to look at the record of, I think he's like, yeah, I think he's, I'm going to look at this, the record of Andy Reid versus uh, his former coaches. I don't think a former coach has ever beaten him. I think it's like same. Uh, I like Kansas City to win. But, again, I'm going to wait till a half hour before kickoff because it's plus five. Can't just get to plus seven. Even though there's a recency bias towards Cincinnati uh, because they beat Baltimore last week. Another, another uh, Harbaugh, uh, Reed assistant. It's not going over 50 points. Uh, remember what the Super Bowl was, 2017, against New England? That's the type of game it's going to be. Uh, you're going to keep everything in front. And you're going to wait for Burrow to make a mistake and try to capitalize on it. Uh, they're not going to get into a shootout. Again, they want to keep their defensive fresh. Remember, Reich is an Andy Reid guy through and through. So that's the plan these guys have for late in the season. It makes sense, right? Because late in the season, you get injuries piled up, guys getting hurt, now COVID. You got to limit the possessions that your defensive has to save their legs for the playoffs. So this is notorious Andy Reid not covering in situations like this, but winning the game. So I like Cincinnati, whatever the plus is, going into it, under 50. What do you think, Scott? I'm with you. I'm totally with you on this. I think um, this is this is Cincinnati's biggest game in the last decade and a half, I think. If they win this, they're basically going to win the division. So, um I think they're going to run the ball a lot to keep Kansas City's offense off the field. I think that they want to minimize Kelsey and Tyreek as much as they can. So running the ball with Mixon will do that. Um, so I, I love Cincinnati in the spot at home. Um, and I love the under because I think Cincinnati's game plan is to run the ball and keep the ball out of Kansas City's offense, which will lead to time of possession in favor of Cincinnati and will lead to a, a lower scoring game. So I see like a 24, 21 type of game in this, in this spot. 
So, and I think Cincinnati can win the game. I'm not going to bet them on a money line, but I think they can win the game over Kansas City. Um, so I'm going to take Cincinnati with the points, and I'm going to take the under in this game. Yeah, so 2019, Andy Reid was 11 and six against former uh, against his former coaches. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys here. Um, I like I like the bank. I think the Bengals are a really good home dog this week. Um, let that line, you know, get 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 them out of touchdown. I think think it'll it'll move up. Um, and then yeah, I think you know this is this is a big this is a an AFC game. Um, you know, I think we'll see a steady running on, on both sides here from both teams, and that number just seems a little high. I think it should be more around 45. So yeah, definitely think under 51 is is the play here. So I'm, I'm with you guys. Consensus. All right. Josh, you, you, you got the spreadsheet up? Yeah. Look at where the points uh, over under opened and look where it is now. 47 and a half and it's up to 50. So right. everybody's betting over. So right. when, when that happens, I usually wait, like wait 30 minutes over. before kickoff. Yep. It's going to go up to 52 probably. Right. So. You want to call them name teams, right? Where people are just betting the name. Oh, yep. this is too high fired offenses. Da da da. It's going to and ESPN, Fox, CBS are all adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Now the opposite of that is going to be the Giants plus six at Soldier Field against Chicago. Who's Chicago starting? Are you going to go fold again? I think it's Fulton? Justin. I think it's Justin Fields. He's practicing, so I think that's where Chicago's going. I'm not sure. Right. Uh, definitely the under. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, definitely the under. And how many bad games can the Giants play in a row? Usually a pro team does not get blown out two weeks in a row. The Giants are getting blown out since the beginning of the season. Uh, they're on the last eight of ten games, right? Have gone under for the for the Giants. Ten last week, six the week before. Twenty one against the Chargers. Uh, Chicago coming back from playing a very physical Seattle team, depleted roster, the selling the team. Um, Giants plus six. You got to buy the point. Get it to plus seven. Under thirty eight. By the half point, you can't trust these teams. So you got to mitigate your risk because you can't trust them. But, uh, you know, I think it's a return to the main game for uh, the Giants that they'll score probably exactly 14 points. And Chicago scores 17, whoever they have in there. It'll be 17 14 Chicago. And fans will go crazy at Soldier Field. It will be going crazy when both sides of the bet. What do you think, uh, Scott? <laughs> so the Giants, Giants are going to win this game even if they lose. They have Chicago's first round draft pick. Oh boy! So if the Giants lose, they get a higher spot. If they beat Chicago, they get a higher spot. So, um, I'm in agreement with you. I'm going to buy the point first time all year. I'm going to buy the points <laughs> on this. I'm going to get it up to seven. Right. Um, and I'm going to get the, totally capable of losing what? Uh, absolutely. 17 10. I, you know what? The, these so offenses are so inept. 
I, I could actually see a 10 to seven type of game, this game. Um, I think the Giants are going to cover the spread. I, I think the Giants are going to, uh, it's going to be an under game. It's just two bad offenses right now. Whether Fields starts, Foles would be better for the Bears, but if Fields is ready to go, he's starting, obviously. Um, and that would play. Of course, Scott. Yeah. Who are the two quarterbacks with the lowest passing, uh, lowest passer rating in the NFL? This year? Yeah. Fields got to be one. <laughs> no, it's, it's Glennon and. Um, Jake Fromm. Jake from, <laughs> Jake from State Farm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see either team putting up more than 17 points in this game. So um, I would look at the team. I don't have the team under totals right in front of me, but I would look at the look, the unders for both teams right. um, in this. But I definitely like the Giants with the points, two very bad teams. Um, and I love the under in this. I, this is another 80% uh, lean to the under. No, no. Um, so that that's my feeling. I don't think either offense is going to get going in this game. And watch the weather too. You know, Chicago's known as the windy city. Yeah. If it's windy, these teams are going to run the heck out of the ball. So um, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm looking at Chicago weather right now. Well, what do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you guys here. I'm, I'm looking. I love this under. I'm looking to play this under in both these team total unders. I think you could go three and zero there with all the all neither team going getting over their point total and then yeah i think this is a the classic two terrible teams here and you in these type of games i just think you have to take the points you gotta love to take the points um you know hopefully we can get get maybe it up get a touchdown by the point get it up to seven get over that key number but yeah i'm with you guys yeah. giants plus plus seven you got it you got to go that way yeah. that's the only way to go in this one yeah it's gonna be a lovely 21 degrees in chicago um <laughs> 16 mile per hour winds. Wonder where the wind gust is. And so scatters uh, snow showers. Yeah, so that's. I mean, neither team's gonna want to throw the ball that much in the in the game like this, for sure. So. Yeah. I don't think the Giants could do it anyway. To be honest with you, so. It's a complete disaster. I mean, when they try to throw it, it was like a peak, pick six. Uh, but, you know, uh, who are they playing uh, after playing Seattle, which is a physical team, going to be kind of beat up for this game. And uh, just to return to the mean, they got to do better, better than what they've done. Freddie Kitchens has to dial up something that he learned at Clemson. It's funny. He wasn't even – Devil Sweeney wouldn't even let him be a coordinator at Clemson. He becomes a head coach in the NFL. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens, your uh, offensive coordinator for your New York Giants. Uh, Atlanta, plus 14 and a half at Buffalo. Over under is 44. I like Atlanta plus 15, over 44. Reason to say bias because Buffalo just beat Belichick. Uh, Buffalo's really been mediocre this year. It's McDermott. He's holding back as Andy Reid holds back, so he'll hold back. And he's just doing enough to win. They're just going to do enough to beat Atlanta. Uh, in between the zone, I mean, Kyle Pitts has the longest wingspan of any NFL player in history. So that's why you just lob it up to him, and he'll, he'll make most catches 
that he's young and motivated. But Atlanta could possibly make the playoffs. They're right there. Uh, so they have incentive to play. Buffalo, for them, a 10-point lead is like a 30-point lead because they play zone. They're running their quarterback because they really shouldn't do. Uh, so it's steady Freddy, right? Uh, and Natty Ice is not going to give up. You're going to see some – probably it's going to be 28-3 going into the fourth quarter. Natty Ice comes up with two touchdowns. In the end, it's going to be uh, 28-17. Let's see, is that over? 28-17 or 31-17. 31 17 48. So yeah, it's, at, it's at 44 right now. All right. So Atlanta Falcons plus 15. Right. I'm going to buy that half point and go over 44. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I agree with you. I think Atlanta can can score a little bit in this game. Um, you know, I don't think Buffalo's defense is, is that all world defense that um, people make it out to be. Right. Um, so I, I, I agree with you. Atlanta's in the playoff race. If they win this game, there are a couple of vulnerable teams ahead of them that, that with a loss, they can jump ahead of and get to that seven seed. Um, so I think Buffalo, this is a AFC NFC game. They're going to be very vanilla. They don't, you know, they have run the ball better of late, but they, they, are going to put the ball in Josh Allen's hands. So I, I think they're going to win the game, but I don't think they're going to cover the spread. And I, I think it's going to go over because I think Atlanta is a desperate team and desperate teams tend to push the ball down the field a little bit better, um, you know, in game. So, so I like, I like Atlanta with the points and it's probably going to go up a little bit more. You might be able to get it at 17. Yeah, half hour um, before Kirkhoff, look at it. You might even go to 21. You never know. All absolutely. the local people going in Fox with now, open Sportsbook, yep. and betting that. Yep. And I look at um, I look at the over. I think you're right. I think this is just going to sneak over. I think it's going to be one of these. Um, it could even be a 31-20 game. You know, I think Atlanta's going to show up and play well. I think the coach, they have faith in the coach. I think the coach has played Buffalo many times before. Could have a good game plan against them. Well, that's um, the thing, man. Nanny Ice knows what defense are going to be, and they're going to be in zone. Yep. So yep. it's coming up with those zone beaters. Yeah. Kyle so Pitts. Kyle Pitts could play big in this game, and Russell Gage also could play big in this game um, with those underneath stuff. So um, so I'm going to take Atlanta with the points, and I'm going to take um, – I'm going to go over on this game. So Yes. What do you think, Chad? Yep, totally agree here. Um, Atlanta's trying to sneak into the playoffs. You know, I think they're going to, you know, um, you know, put put everything out there, trick plays. They're going to kind of leave, leave it all on the field, and I think that's going to play to this game going over and Atlanta being able to cover the spread, especially a late balloon line as well. So Atlanta with the points and over 44. I'm with you guys. All right. That's unanimous. Uh, Atlanta plus 15 or whatever it belows to half hour before kickoff over 44. Uh, Houston at San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco minus 12 uh, over under 44. Uh, it's one of those, this is classic one because San Francisco, that market has so much money. Their, their lines balloons. So high, and Houston's on a win streak. 
So I'm going to bet right now San Francisco minus the 12. Uh, usually games like this will go under, but in this circumstance, COVID and lack of practice time and people not coming to the building, telling people to make sure they run in their backyard. Got Lovie Smith, right? And then Davis Mills is going back home to the Bay Area. He feels comfortable in the Bay Area, Stanford. So I like them covering it, whatever Houston balloons to before kickoff. And I'm going to bet whatever that balloon is, hopefully it's over the 14 or 17 key numbers, go that way. But I'm betting San Francisco now minus the 12. It concerns me it's over a, a key number. But San Francisco can blow them out. And if they do blow them out, I'm concerned about a 30 to nothing game. But I think Davis Smells in front of his mother, in front of his friends in San Francisco, Stanford grad, in front of the Stanford alumni, is going to do his famous couple of touchdowns late in the fourth to make it, you know, whatever, 30, 30 to 14, which would be over, at least pushing 44. So I'm like over 44. Remember, 52.5% is break-even. I went two out of three of that, and I'm 66%, and that's a winning scenario, a winning game, a game that I'm watching, but it's the highest, best use of your time, so I'm monetizing that game while I'm watching it. What do you think, Scott? So I'll give you a couple of key things. Brandon Cooks for Houston, back. Jimmy Garoppolo, out, broken thumb. Trey Lance's Trey Lance's start is probably they're trying to split up Garoppolo and they're trying to get him to play. Right. I don't know if he's going to be able to play today. UCL UCL tear in his thumb, and last week I guess they were saying he was overshooting every pass in the second half, so he must have did it in the first half. Um, Davis Mills has been really good the last couple of weeks. He's he's really shown that he, he's a, he's a decent quarterback. Um, you know, he showed that Patriots game fluke was not a fluke. It was a, it was a Davis Mills type of game. Right. The narrative of him going back to Southern California and playing is a big thing in my mind. I think that he's going to play really well in this game. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to cover it. And I think the spread could go up. Go It could go either way, depending on what people think of the Garoppolo injury. So... I'm going to say Houston's going to barely cover the spread, and I think it's going to go over because I think Davis Mills can throw three touchdown passes. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take Houston, and I'm going to take the over on this because I think the Garoppolo injury is going to be a little bit bigger um, thing for the 49ers than, than uh, everybody's letting on. And I think the San Francisco's defense is, is okay, but it's not extremely good. So I think Mills can have some success in this game, uh, passing the ball. And they beat the Chargers last week. So, I mean, they played really well to beat the Chargers. So they're going on the road to San Francisco. I think they can cover, and uh, it's going over. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, uh, I think this one's going to go over as well. It's going to get over the 44. Um, I think regardless of Trey Lance playing or Garoppolo, I see it going over either way. And then I, I'm I'm with you, Scott. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for this Houston balloon line, um, but I think we easily can get Houston on the other side of 14 plus yeah. 14. Yeah. And I think David Davis Mills coming homecoming coming back to that area plays a big part. 
Um, you know, and guys around you know that, you know, oh, you're going back to your hometown, you know, guys want to play good for, you know, especially their quarterback and stuff like that. So team morale should be good. They're coming off a good win last week with the Chargers, like you said. I, I, I like that. I like Houston on the balloon line here a lot. Yeah, no, uh, if Trey Lance is starting, I'm, I'm going to take off to San Francisco and go uh, Houston, whatever it balloons to. I would say it's 80% sure that Trey Lance is going to start this game because Shanahan commented in the press conference that Trey Lance has looked better in practice. So for him to say that, that makes leans me toward that he's starting on Sunday for them. So Right, right. Because he's getting a lot of heat for Trey yeah. Lance. Yeah. All and they need to do is win. He's going to have his running shoes on. All the 49ers need to do is win one game and they're in the playoffs. So I think they're going to win this game, but I, I don't think they're going to cover. And I, I agree with Chad. This is going to balloon probably maybe to 14. I think it's going to get to 14. Right. No, no. Because San Francisco people bet so much money. Yeah. That even funny. Uh, John Lynch, right? John Lynch, uh, general manager, won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he designs that defense, and he's very protective of his defense. Yep. So he wants Trey Lance, if a quarterback can make three first downs with legs and win 70% of the game, they want to make sure they win this game. It's sort of like, okay, this will be our plus one game. We go plus one all game with Trey Lance, control the game, get up by a couple of touchdowns, uh, run clock, they're finally kicking a field goal, and that's us up, uh, Houston making the game go over and covering something crazy, you know, 14, 14, 15 points. All right. So a half hour before kickoff, they'll be like the four game. I'll tweet, I'll tweet it out what we have at, for the late game. Uh, as the early games close and that this game starts, uh, I'll tweet out what it balloons to. Uh, Denver at the Chargers. The Chargers have a depleted uh, defensive and offensive line. Denver's lights out defensively. Uh, the, the line's way too high, 45, for the way Denver likes to play. Denver, the last three games, I've listened to them on the radio, Denver radio and the opposing team's radio. I was listening to Cincinnati radio. Battle of attrition, 10 to 15, right? Uh, Raiders, 13, 17. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater shouldn't play. He played poorly after his first concussion. Now he had another bad concussion. Uh, you know, caught him off the field. That was very scary. Uh, Fangio keeps putting the handcuffs on his quarterback. Uh, from Missouri and the Chargers are just depleted uh, they have a bad defense now and uh, Houston went up and down the field on them scored 42 points it's just that fatigue makes coward of all so th those guys are just on fumes starter for the Chargers are fine but once the backups come in right it's like bringing me in there at 50 years off. <laughs> we'll probably give her one play and then award. Uh, so, but Denver's not going to try to score a lot. So, um, let me see here. We're just going to check. 
the last time they played, last time they played, uh, Chargers lost 13 to 28. So I see a reversal in that, right? So uh, 28 to 13. I don't think they can score that many points, though. So I see I see them winning 21 to 13. So the Chargers will win 21 to uh, 13. That's under, right? Because Denver just wants to control the clock. Right? And the Chargers are going to do the same, right? Complimentary football. They want to keep their worn-out tired defense off the field. So that game will go under, but and 21 13, uh, the Chargers cover. So I'm going to go Chargers. Actually, I think it's going to be a field goal game, and the Chargers are going to win by a field goal, which means Denver covers the plus seven. So I'm going to go Denver plus seven. Denver plus seven, under 46. It's going to be a close field goal game. Herbert's going to drive him down at the end to win um, uh, 17 to 14. What do you think, Scott? So I've been watching NFL long enough to know that when the week before one thing takes place, the next week, the total opposite takes place. Right. Denver ran the ball 14 times last week with Drew Locke as the starting quarterback. Drew Locke, for years. Drew Locke is back again as a starting quarterback. That's what that's what I read this morning. The Broncos all think that Locke is going to start this week. Um, they will run the ball a ton this week. They're going to overemphasize the run this week. Um, so that leads to the under for sure because that leads to a – Denver taking if they score five, six minutes per drive. So um, so I'm going the under here and I am going to go Denver. I think it's going to be a close, tight game down to the end. I agree with you. I think Herbert's going to lead the the charges to a field goal at the end of the game to win it. Um, I'm looking at the same as you, 21, 17, uh, 24, you know, 17, 14, something like that. The Chargers offense just is not clicking right now. They're getting everybody back off of COVID. But the trend with this is for any better, when you look at guys coming off of COVID, they struggle in the first game back. So Eckler is back. He probably is going to struggle. He won't get the nearly the, the reps that he usually gets. Mike Williams has been out for a week and a half. He might be back. That's never a good thing. So, um, so I'm going to take Denver, and I'm going to take uh, the under in this. I think it's going to be a lowest-scoring game. So that's that's what I'm what I'm looking at. Denver in the end. What do you think, uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, on this one, I'm not going to overthink it too much, man. Denver under. I mean, golly, I think they're like what twelve and three to the under this year. Yeah, I just looked it up. Twelve to twelve and three. Yeah. So, um, wow. I mean, yeah. This isn't going to be the one that's going to go over, um, you know, never bet blindly. Um, right. But I, I think this trend is, is you know, this one's going to gonna stay under. That number is even a little higher We're on the north side of an average score. Um, so, yeah, just this one's going to go under. And I, I, I like Denver as the dog here. Um, 
you know, in the division, not quite the double digit dog, but um, I think buying the half point, getting Denver at plus seven, I think that defense, man, um, is, is going to keep them in every game. And, and that defense getting seven points, um, you know, you, they're really not asking that much out of Drew Locke here. He, you know, so, uh, you know, get get to 21 points, 17, 21, you, you probably won this game. So um, I like the Broncos plus seven and, and under that 46. All right. Unanimous choice. Your Denver Broncos to cover, not win, seven points by the half a point. Uh, all the loser teams, loser organizations, uh, and the under. As really – the Chargers with their depleted defense has to keep them off the field. You know, they're tired. Uh, next thing we're going to look at is uh, the disaster that is the Carolina, uh, the Carolina Panthers against the New Orleans Saints. Saints are seven points favorites. The over under is 38 and a half. Definitely the under, right? Because you have Dennis Allen, a veteran defensive coordinator against a very bad uh, uh, Sam Darnold, who's going to be your starter. And nothing, uh, you know, nothing can really give you a clue of mediocrity, right, and desperation than quoting Jay-Z. <laughs> the chat said that uh, Matt Rule is quoting Jay-Z. Uh, Saints minus seven under 39 because Donald's done. All these quarterbacks are like done. It's like they have nothing. They're like dead inside. You know, your Wilson's in uh, from the Jets, uh, Trevor Lawrence, right? Sam Donald, all these guys just. Look completely overmatched, not even close. So I'm gonna go Saints probably gonna win this game 20 to nothing. The same the same way they beat Tampa Bay. Much better team, right? Don Brady is a much better quarterback than Sam Darnold, but it's a big difference. Even though they're in the division, uh Peyton and Allen probably spent three months coming up with a game plan for Tampa Bay, knowing every single detail. Knowing every single lineman, not the same level of preparation for Carolina. So it's not completely apples to apples saying, you know, Tom Beatty's better than Sam Darnold. But um, Sam Darnold, especially in this situation where the Saints aren't completely done, right? They can still make the playoffs with some miracle. Uh, Dennis Allen's not going to let him score, and they'll be able to run on Carolina in the second half. So this is a big second half game. Look for the second half, uh, Saints. And I don't think Cam Newton's going to be able to do anything. Plus one Cam Newton. That's all to see us. Scott in the chat. So you got a mad team in the Saints. You got a home game in New Orleans. You got Sam Donald starting at quarterback for the Panthers. Uh, you know, the, the COVID thing, which I said in the last game, applies in this game with Taysom Hill. But the difference is with this game is Taysom Hill runs the ball more than he passes the ball. Right. So they're going to give it to Kamara. They're going to dump it off to Kamara. Taysom Hill's not going to have expend a lot of energy. Um, Aaron Rodgers said in the middle of the year when he came off of COVID, he was really tired that first game. 
So I think Taysom Hill is going to be really tied, but Kamara is going to take care of that for him. Uh, I love the Saints in this spot. I love them to win by at least 10 points at home. I even would take the under on the Carolina team total because I, I don't think Carolina is getting double digits in this game either. So I, I love New Orleans. I love the under. And I, I love the under Carolina team total in this game. So that's I'm gonna go three sides in that game. So you think Chad? Yep. Um I, I'm totally in agreement. So I was actually writing down in my notes right here, Carolina team total under as Scott's saying it. So um I'm going three sides as well here. And New Orleans minus seven. Um Carolina on their team total under uh, under 38 and a half. Uh, I, I love it. I'm, I'm with you guys. Yeah, the coach and mismatch in this game is 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 as wide as the Grand Canyon. Sean Payton's gonna really outcoach uh, Matt Rule in this game for sure. So that's another thing you should take a look at. Yeah, Matt Rule's laughing all the way to the bank. It's like he almost looks like he's not even taking things seriously. Yeah. So New Orleans Saints minus seven under thirty nine. All right. Detroit plus seven at Seattle. Uh, the over under is 42. Uh, if you live in the past, you die in the past. We're calling it now the Pete Carroll rule because Scott, let's we'll call it the Pete yep. Carroll rule. Living in yep. the past. Went forever. He says he'll never change. Uh, Got to go. Is Detroit going to show any fight in this game? Yeah. Really no need to during the holiday season. Uh, Seattle, right, had it, like we put it in the beginning of the podcast. We have the late, great Danny Green State. We had him. And we, and we left him off the hook. Uh, I can see a very motivated Seattle team come in here and win by 10 points. So it's probably going to be Seattle minus seven. I got to say under 42 points because uh, uh, Campbell calling plays. He's been very conservative. We look at Detroit here towards the under. Seems to me like almost every Detroit game has got under. So they've got under one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The ten and five to the under, including the last uh, five out of seven. Both, both teams are 10 and 5 to the under. Yeah. And the first two Lions game went over. So after the second week of the season, uh, only two games have gone over, Detroit games. Seattle, Pete Carroll, defensive guy, right? Defensive guy that gets torched for two late fourth quarter touchdowns by Nick Foles, of all people, as the Chicago Bears quarterback. Uh yeah, I think it's a return to me. I thought it was going to be a return to the me for Detroit last week. I think it'll be this week. I like Seattle minus seven uh, over the 42 points, though. I think it's going to be like a 34-17 game. Uh, Metcalf will get open deep for a couple. Russell Wilson will do his thing on Detroit in the second half. Seattle second half line, too. Uh, but it's going to go over. It's not the type of game Pete Carroll wants. But 
he'll have a full stadium, uh, a tired Detroit team, mentally and physically, and they'll cover this time. What do you think, Scott? I don't trust Pete Carroll at all, as far as I can throw him. Um, I'm going to go with Detroit. I'm going to go with Detroit. We've, we've, we've had success with Detroit this year. DeAndre Swift practiced in full today. If he plays, I don't know if Seattle can, can stay with him. I think he could be X factor in this game. So I'm going to pick the over for sure. I think it's going over. I'm going to wait until the Sunday 1230 uh, Eastern live stream to give you my pick on this. No. Because if Swift does play, that leans me heavily toward Detroit. Because I just – Seattle's going to run the ball a lot. They don't run a lot of plays. Their time of possession is terrible. If Pete Carroll's not going to adjust and they're just going to keep running the ball, running the ball, okay. running the ball, you then said Detroit's, going to, Detroit's going to put nine in the box – and put their corners and their safeties on an island and say, okay, you guys have to stop the receivers. We're gonna we're gonna load the box to stop the run. And I don't think Pete Carroll's gonna care. I think he's gonna just keep running the ball, whether there's nine in the box, ten in the box, it doesn't matter. So I'm gonna take the over on this, but I'm gonna wait on the side and I'm gonna give it to you on that live stream before the one o'clock games. So that'd be my my picks. Hundred percent. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man. I'm. I, I like this one to go over as well. Um, with you guys there. Forty-two seems a little low. Um. And then, man, I mean, just after last week, I mean, this is what we were talking about this game yesterday, Scott. Um, just about about the Lions. Yeah. Um. You know, I, or, or about really the Seahawks as a favorite and how, wow, I mean, after watching them this week, it's going to be hard to trust them moving forward as a favorite again. So, yep. yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I mean, if this line um, can, if I can get the Lions on the other side of seven, I think, I think I'm going Detroit plus seven and a half here and um, over, over the 42. So I'm, uh, I mean, it was Swift playing. I, you know, I, I love it not even that much more. So, yeah. I mean, here's my feeling, okay? it's This is strange to say. Does Seattle know how to win a game <laughs> again? Do, do they know how to? I mean, all Pete Carroll is doing is saying, okay, on first and second, we're going to run the ball. Then Russell on third down, you have to you have to complete a pass to get us a first down. Well, the, the offense is running smoothly against Chicago. Then they get the lead, and instead of doing what got them there, and throwing yep. the ball first down. Yep. Because the throws were wide open. And that's right. the same thing with when you say Swift, he's going to load the box because that's what he does anyways. Yeah. And and the thing is, Metcalf Goff is going to, whoever's it back there, it's going to have to, for Detroit, uh, hit a couple of first down passes. Now, Amonson Brown's been open. Yeah. Yep. So if you go to Amonson Brown or whoever on first down and that starts clicking, then Seattle's in trouble because they have a light aggressive defense and they're trying to get you three and out. Once and the thing, you get the a thing that, first downs. Right. The thing that I worry about is Metcalf catches that 41 yard touchdown. So, you, so you're saying, okay, Russ has finally found him. One pass he catches the rest of the day for zero yards. Right. So from the first, from the first five, six minutes, he catches that long, long touchdown. 
and then he catches one more ball the rest of the game. So that's what leads me to believe that there's a disconnect between those two. Because Russell doesn't. Or, even... No, it's it's like Fangio putting uh, yeah handcuffs on his quarterback. Exactly. Carroll's putting handcuffs on on uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. What me about Detroit too is that Carroll runs that bend but don't break. So Swift runs it all the way down to the eight yard line. So Chad, yeah. myself, or you, we would give it to Swift again. Absolutely. Matt Campbell throws a. Uh, Play action pass and then golf, you know, throw the pick six <laughs> or whatever yeah, or, into that zone. Or he sticks Jamal Williams in the game and he gets zero yards on two carries and then they, right, right, they right. throw they throw one through the goalpost on third and goal. So right. that, that's what you got to worry about for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll wait for Sunday. Yep. Arizona at Dallas. Uh, the over under 52. Arizona, uh, Dallas is hot right now. And uh, Jerry World, you know, they'd love to have some home games there. They'd love to be no one seed. Uh, Arizona is poorly managed. This is the first winning season that Kingsbury has ever had as a head coach. But they're in a full-on collapse, and there's no – uh, safety net for them because uh, the players, especially the African American players, don't like Kingsbury for the way he treated uh, DeAndre Hopkins, right? Calling him out in the press and public. It's something you don't do as a manager, you do this stuff in private. So he has no safety net, right? It's a big free fall. So when teams like this go south, they really go south. Uh, so I like Dallas in this season. Dallas is the opposite, right? Uh, they all love Jerry Jones, right? They, they play hard for him. Uh, so I like, uh, go ahead and give me Dallas minus five, under 52, because what people don't understand about the air raid, that the air raid or even the running shoot back in the day can be a ball control, control offense. So you, if you're Arizona, you got to keep Dallas's uh, defense, uh, offense, they scored like 56 points last week off the field. You got to play complimentary football. You got to go, especially if Dallas and Quinn, right, uh, disciple of Pete Carroll, won a Super Bowl with Pete Carroll. If Quinn decides to stop the air raid the way you stop it, the way everybody else does, we call it Copper Cat League, 4-2-5, rush three, drop eight, deep zone, don't let anybody get behind you. Uh, this is a big game that Calvin Murray should go to his tight ends. I think it's time, right? You need to go to your tight ends. They're mismatching the slot because they're bigger. Whoever can cover you in the slot. That's why you got Zach Hurts, right? And then maybe stand up. This is what I would do. I would stand up uh, Hurts, uh, Hurts, you know, the tight end. I would stand him up in the slot, then bring him down, put him in motion, Put him in uh, down as a down line then, right? And run the ball. Throw every running back in with the extra tight end in there. And your Dallas defense is a little confused by that motion. And control the clock. Uh, but Dallas will win. Arizona is a disaster right now. Uh, I like Dallas minus five, under 52. The last two Arizona games have gone under. 
What do you think, Scott and Chad? I'm 100% with you. Uh, I said early in the year, I'll say it again. Dallas is the best team in the NFC by far. If Zeke is healthy and Zeke is running the ball like Zeke can, Dallas is going to Super Bowl this year. No question in my mind. They're ultra-talented. Now their defense is stepping up. If their defense keeps playing this way, there isn't anybody that's going to be able to beat them, I don't think. Um, so I love Dallas in this spot. Uh, Arizona's in a free fall. Kingsbury could be on the hot seat. They could, He's costing them a, a home game in the playoffs. Right, right. They have to go on Good the road. Family, yeah. yeah, they have to go on the road to Tampa Bay in the first round as of right now. The defending Super Bowl champions, they, they're not going to beat Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay with Brady in the playoffs. It's not going to do it. Yeah, it's not going to do it. So I love Dallas in this spot. I love the under. I, I don't. I think Arizona could struggle to put the ball in the end zone in this game based on Dallas' defense. I think Dallas is playing off the charts right now, both sides of the ball. So I think this could be one of those uh, 37 to 10 type of games. I just it just looks like that on the on the surface, right. and I think Dallas Dallas will have much success on offense against Arizona. So again, Quinn defensive coordinator against a young yeah. quarterback in in Murray. This is a huge game for Arizona. Arizona has to win this. I don't think they're even going to be in the ball game. Well, regionally, like, too, they kind of share fans in the Southwest down there. Yep. Uh, yep. This is a big game for them. That that's why I think they'll keep it sort of close. They won't get good. Believe that, but they're nope. not going to win the game, right? Plus, five that's a that's a tough number in there, yeah. Them that's, a, that's a number you don't see every day. Five, points. but I think uh, Dallas has a little bit of an edge here because of the enthusiasm, the depth. Jerry Jones is willing to pay for quality backups, and I think that's going to be the difference. So, take yep. Dallas in the second half line as well, yeah. Game. Okay. Boom, yeah. You're watching that Oklahoma game go over. So Oklahoma's coming. Yeah, I know. That game's going out of control. But look at how out of shape the defensive backs are. I yeah. think that's the theme. It's hard for the no, but, um, condition. So let's play some I'm, I'm with you guys here. Dallas minus the minus the five and a half at home here. Um, man, they they really look like they're rolling. Um, brought out that offense last week. Defense is playing very well. Um, look like one of the top teams in the NFL. Arizona's on a downslide, so I, yeah, I, I I like this one to go um, to go under a lot. Um, and maybe even, even maybe even that Arizona team total uh, probably will be a pretty pretty big number. But man, that Dallas defense is uh, is look looks like they're um, firing on all cylinders here. So I'm uh, I'm with you guys. Dallas minus five and a half under the fifty one looks good. Yeah, Dallas is seven and two to the under last nine games. People just love betting Dallas and the over. So we go the other way and make money doing so. Another team that's made us a lot of money this year is the Minnesota Vikings. Almost all their games go over. It's a division game. Remember, division games are different. We saw Chicago almost cover Minnesota. And it was a 17-3 game, low-scoring game. Minnesota has a horrible defense. That we saw them, even though Stafford threw the uh, turned over the ball 30 times, they still lost 30 to 23 because their defense sucks. And again, another tyrant in uh, Zimmer, who's also vice president, 
head of player personnel, head of scouting, head coach and defensive coordinator. Uh, his son is the coach. He's just a coordinator. <laughs> he wouldn't even hire people outside of his family. His best friend, Gary Kubiak, who's the offensive coordinator from a farm in Texas because he has a heart condition. He can't coach anymore. The doctor told him that. Uh, so he's calling the plays from the barn and relaying them to his son in the booth, who's the offensive coordinator for the Vikings uh, against Green Bay. Green Bay is clinched. You don't think for them to clinch his home field throughout the playoffs. The city owns the team, so they're very cheap. The only, the only person they pay for is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they won that home uh, home playoff game. Like they had uh, many years, in, including last year. But they lost to Tampa Bay at home. Uh, so they fired their defensive coordinator and got Joe Barry as their defensive coordinator right now. Uh, it's going to be one of those tight games on Sunday night. Uh, Minnesota will cover the seven points and it'll go over. Bet it now because the line's going up. So they'll go over the 47 points. Now, this would be a game that in the past would be, you know, Titanic struggle, right? The irresistible force against the unmovable object or whatever. <laughs> uh, but now uh, this game will go over with uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, but it'll be a closer game than normal because Zimmer, he obviously, the only time his kid can spend time with him is coaching for his dad. Because <laughs> all Zimmer does is study division appointments day and night. So this is a totally different game than what you saw last week. Against the Rams that are not in the division. Very rigid thinking. That's the way these guys think. You can't argue with them because they're all making. T- Bill Belichick's making $12 million a year. His friend Nick Satan in Alabama making $10 million a year. So you can't argue with a rigid thinking, but you can monetize it. <laughs> so he gun ho about division games. He knows Aaron Rodgers like the back of his hand. I got to watch my emotions because Valdez Scantling, uh, I went to high school with his dad. He got out of the way when his dad was dunking. <laughs> but I like Valdez Scantling, who went to Lakewood High in the University of South Florida. Now he's in the NFL. Uh, you'll see him make exactly one catch. But he did send me a message. He's like, oh, I heard the podcast. Are you going to talk about my blocking? All right. So <laughs> there Valdez. <laughs> Talking about that, that's Scantling, man. Talking about your blocking, you can block, my brother. Uh, Minnesota plus seven division game, Sunday night game. Green Bay will win the game, except they will not cover the seven points or whatever it balloons to. A lot of people betting Green Bay like crazy. So if it gets to plus 10, I'll be even more happier. I'll bet it half hour before the game. Uh, and yes, it's going over 47, is what I think. Uh, what do you think, Scott? So, um, I think I heard a stat today that Minnesota's played seven, seven or 10 games, one score or less final, which is the most in NFL history. Right. So, if you're getting seven points against anybody, I definitely would bet Minnesota, so I'm going to take Minnesota in a close game. 
I'm going to take the under. There's going to be some business decisions made in this game. The temperature <laughs> at game time is going to be 12 degrees. Oh, okay. Players are going to make business decisions based on that. I don't want to tackle anybody. I think this Kirk Cousins uh, record in primetime is not very good. Last time he played primetime, he did not have a good game. Um, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game based on A, the weather, and B. Well, but Kirk, is there going to be precipitation? No, no precipitation and oh. no wind. It's just going to be frigid. Right. Frigid. It's 12 degrees anywhere is, is ice cold. So, right. um, so that would lead me to believe that there's going to be um, a lot of running because the players want to get field goals in that weather, right? Because the boss do. Yeah, I don't think long anything over 35 yards is going to be a chore in that in that uh, environment. So I think there's going to be a lot of running because I basically think that uh, the, the players are going to want to get in the locker room, get warm, want to get the game over with quick as possible. Um, so I, I'm I'm looking at like a 27 uh, to 10, uh, not 27 to 10. I would say 17 to 10, 24, 21, something like that. It's a one score game. Um, it's going under. And I pick a Minnesota in this game. So, what do you think, Chad? You played in cold weather. What's the coldest game you played when you were in college? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like thirty degrees, <laughs> right around, right around freezing. Nothing this cold. This is going to be like yeah, single digits here. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like Minnesota here plus the seven points. I think definitely they'll be able to keep this one close. Um, prime time game here in the division. Um, but yeah, and I, I'm I'm with Josh. I think this one's going to go over the 47. Um, I think that they'll, they'll be be just enough to get this one to go over scoring wise. You know, the Vikings have shown you know a, a, a prolific offense at times and, and scored a lot of points and played in some some over games for us. Um, you know, and I think, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams, you have, you know, one of the best quarterback receiver duos ever. So I just – I think this one um, just plays to the, to, the, to the over here. So I'm going – like Minnesota plus seven and over 47. Right. I, I, it's, defensive players have been so out of shape. Uh, you're seeing it right now with that Oklahoma-Oregon game. Each team throwing a bomb, the like DVs behind. Joe Barry's going to play that zone. Oh, there's going to be plenty of oxygen in this game taken in by players, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. They're going to yeah. lose their breath in this cold weather, for sure. So, so yeah, Minnesota needs this game back to stay in the playoffs. So, in the fourth quarter, you're, you're going to be still trying to score points. Uh, I think Dallin Cook could probably get loose and get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, the consensus pick is Minnesota plus five or whatever balloons to. Over 47 by that half point to get it over because it's going to be a crazy, crazy game. And then probably, what, the last Monday night game of the season? That's probably the last Sunday night. Yep. Or second to last Sunday night, but the last Monday night game of the season. Yeah, this is the last one. The Cleveland Clowns and hurt. Two hurt quarterbacks probably playing. Can't throw it over 20 yards. Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it's going to go under 41 points. It's going to go under 41 points. Home dog, I'm going to need 
<laughs> you get home dogs on Monday night. Uh, they're 80%, but you don't bet anything blindly. Steelers coming off a bad loss. You can hear Tomlin screaming at him all week long. Tomlin's a Super Bowl winning coach. Get Satriani, who, not Satriani, but uh, Stefanoski. <laughs> Stefanoski. Emotional control, right? You make more money with emotional control than anything else. So when Zimmer got in his face, threw coffee at him for getting the wrong order, you know, Billy was calm and just told Matt Patricia to put a pencil in his ear so he gets the coffee order, right? So uh, Zimmer throws the coffee at uh, Stefanowski. He calmly takes it, wipes his face, and gets new coffee. And he gets promoted to assistant linebackers coach. Fast forward seven years. Uh, he goes offensive coordinator to head coach. Oh, you're Cleveland Browns uh, versus Tomlin, Super Bowl winning guy in Pittsburgh, the terrible towels, getting calls from the refs because it's holiday season. And this has been Big Ben's last hurrah. So he's going to get the calls there. Uh, Cleveland's in a free fall. Uh, they're hurt. It's going to be cold. <laughs> So it's going to be more mental thing than anything else. To take Pittsburgh second half line, take Pittsburgh. Don't trust them with points. They still could lose by a field goal. Uh, so Pittsburgh home down on Monday night, plus four, under 41, Pittsburgh second half line. What do you think, Scott? I totally agree. I think this, this is going to be a running game. I don't I don't think each offensive coordinator slash head coach trusts a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, based on last week, Big Ben was just awful. Um, and Baker Mayfield hasn't been that good all year long. He's just totally banged up. Um, so I, I I love Pittsburgh in this this uh, position. And I love the under in this position. I just think this is a 17-13 game. I think it was around that. The can, last, but yeah, yeah it was around that the last time these two teams played. So I, I see a repeat. Uh, performance. I think each running back is going to get 100 yards plus. Um, and I think each quarterback may not even throw 25 passes in this game. I, mm-hmm. I look for look for a huge running game. Pittsburgh's going to win it. They're they're at home. Um, you know, they want to send Big Ben out. You know, Big Ben wants to go out with a couple of wins at the end of the season here. So um, that's what may happen. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, biggest rivalry Pittsburgh has is Cleveland. Um you know, dates back a long, long time. So, and it's, it's a Monday night game. So, yeah, last you know, home game for Pittsburgh. Yep, and last, the, the fans would they paid three hundred thousand dollars for suites to watch Pittsburgh play. Yep, yep. So Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh also wants to have a five hundred season if they can. Um, so this is a chance for them to to secure that basically. So, I like Pittsburgh. I like the. I love the under in this situation in this game, and I love the. Uh, I would look strongly at the Cleveland Browns under team total as well. If that's 17 or so around there, I would take the under on it too as well. So that's where I'm going. Let's see, Chad. Home dog Monday yep. night football. Yep, I'm with you guys. You got to go with the home dog on Monday night. Over the key number three and three and a half points. Yeah, I mean, I think Pittsburgh can win this game. Um, you know, the Browns have just kind of beat up, limping into this game. Um, definitely under 41. I, I don't see how either offense really scores. Um, they're going to see a heavy dose of run on both both sides here. 
Um, so yeah, um, I, I, I like those picks a lot. Pittsburgh plus a three and a half. Um, may even sprinkle that money line and then uh, under 41. No, I agree. I mean, Pittsburgh has that tie in there. So if they win two games and go nine, it's nine, seven, and one. And the other teams go nine and eight, right? The best they could do, the best they could do is a seven seed right now. Right, right. If they lose one of these last two, they have no shot at making it. That tie killed them. That tie killed them against Detroit. Yeah, if they had won. If they had won that game, they'd be in a good position right now. So. Right, so they can win this game and give a whole city false hope. <laughs> they might have a shot this week. Yeah, depending on what happened during the day. Well, even so, uh, them getting themselves to eight wins. Yeah, that is nothing if these other teams win. All three teams would have to lose to give them hope. And it's it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's 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 not likely either that. It's going to happen. And that Pittsburgh-Baltimore game, that actually could be the Sunday. We were talking earlier before. That actually could be the Sunday night game because that, that could be for the seventh seed right. if things fall right. right. So. If Gardell, you know, massages yeah. it and gets the rest going and gets that yep. going. Yep. All right. So we got 32 straight weeks of profit. The money stacks up on each week, right? It's like compound interest. Instead of you paying interest to your credit card company, same way they make money off the interest, you're getting yourself interest. Uh, it's called a compound effect. A guy by the name of Darren Hardy wrote it, right? Every time you make a good decision, that decision compounds on top of the previous decision. <laughs> capitalism, pure capitalism, right? And that's what we're creating for ourselves here. Uh, now that we're getting greedy, we're just optimizing our potential. So we almost have a lockdown on uh, profit, right? And pretty much clinch uh, profit for the year. We want to go in the other direction. We want to go get 30 out of 32. And uh, it's a 20% luck factor. We want a week where when it's been 30 or 40% luck factor against us, then maybe we have a return to the mean. We have a five or ten percent where the ball bounces our way, but we've narrowed the gap between our bad thinking and not following the process and that 80 percent to get a, a week like that 30, 30, 30 out of 32. Uh, it's possible this week. Uh, we, we're not making the same mistake twice. So, final words, Scott, then Chad. So, happy new year to everybody. First of all, be safe. Um, you know, so you can get to the window Sunday and back. Right. Um, you know, you can't go wrong listening to this podcast. If you listen to it, you've, you've been making money all year long and you got to continue to listen to it. You have to also listen to Hawthorne Effect because that sets us up for this podcast on Wednesday nights. Um, you know, that's where the Pete Carroll rule came in. That's where right. you know, everything Absolutely. else. So, um, you know, the, th- the three of us, you know, have, have had an outstanding year and, and it hopefully, you know, it will continue the last two weeks. Not hopefully, it will continue the last two weeks. It will. Listen to it. As Jason can tell you, you know, he's he's made yeah. some some good money this year based, based off this podcast. So, right. Um, this has been a highlight for, for a lot of people listening to it. So keep listening, 
keep successfully betting. Um, and as Josh had said earlier in the year, tip the cashier at the window when you win big or win it all. 100%. We have NFL players listening to the podcast, current and former NFL players listening to the podcast. We have agents uh, listening to the podcast out of Mission Viejo and uh, Newport Beach, California, consistently now for years. So they're getting something out of it and they're monetizing, right? So why not you? Uh, and a disciple of the podcast, Chad. <laughs> Started listening last year late. Uh, final words, Chad. Oh man, I'm it's it's sad it's all coming to an end, man. Uh <laughs> bowl season both seasons winding down, college football and uh we got a uh, you know this week and one more week of NFL and then playoffs. We were uh, every day, man. Enjoy tra- every day. Transitioning into college basketball. So uh yes. That's exciting. I've kind of started college basketball um the last you know week, kind of been going picking up and going hard in that. So I'm excited to uh Kind of start transitioning and finish finish this up strong. So that's all I got. Good show, guys. Yeah, big Absolutely. time. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, my wife teaches, you know, mindfulness. Got to slow things down like every day, right? Uh, tomorrow's going to be the 30th already. So I'm lucky, right? So at 8.30 a.m. West Coast time, ESPN, North Carolina against South Carolina. <laughs> You're going to soak it all in. So, you know, going North Carolina minus 10 under 57. <laughs> As we're back to 70% on bowl season. We got those podcasts out there too. Bowl season part two. Uh, but like Winston Churchill said, right? Uh, you don't have to pay action sports. He didn't say that, but it's the truth. You don't have to pay action sports $300 for analytics and data. Uh the data and analytics we give you here are really key statistics because analytics is not working football. That it's actionable information, tangible that you can monetize and enjoy at the same time. Because like Chad's saying, life goes by very, very fast. You, you can't be sitting there gripping by yourself, you know, drinking in a basement, you know, screaming at the TV <laughs> over one game. We have a system. We use arbitrage, buying and selling stocks that are similar in the same market to take advantage of market inefficiencies because we've been watching football for more than 100 years between us. And we bet every single game the whole year and been profitable every single week, right? Who does that? But we go, yeah, we you, I'll tell you why. If you could find a podcast out there that does this, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Send us a tweet or something. Yeah, Literally today, I um, was listening to the Hawthorne effect, listening to it as a listener, because, you know, you got to take a step back and listen, right? And this is a full podcast. We do true crime. We have a narrative. We have a story. Uh, we, we uncover murders here. <laughs> but on top of it all, it's what Winston Churchill said, right? The underlying philosophy. Like Pete Carroll said to, to today, I'm not changing my philosophy. Our philosophy is going to stay the same. We're not changing. Well, the underlying philosophy of the podcast and it's not uh, religion or philanthropy. It's just business. 
you get 10 times more by giving than you get. You know, tip your cashiers, that's a, a big winning bet. You'll get more back. It's a small world. Same people you see going up are the same people you see coming down, right? So Winston Churchill said to that end, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC. That's why this one don't cost $800, and that goes to her. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shitting the work. That's why I'm worth the two.